0: Welcome to the Breckenridge Podcast. I'm John Bastoni, the Securitized Products Trader here at Breckenridge. Today, I'm joined by Kuram Ghulani, a member of our Portfolio Management Team. Today, we're going to talk about the month of May with three main themes. We're going to start within the IG market. First, we'll talk about performance, both the rally and interest rates and sector-specific. And then we'll break down M&A-related re- supply. So, Kurum, we'll start on the IG corporate side. Well, for starters, we should probably mention the... Huge rally in rates that we saw at the, uh, the end of the month. But turning to corporates, how did corporates perform relative to other spread products in April?
1: IG Corporate spreads widen close to 20 basis points during the month, uh, largely due to the growing trade tensions with China, Mexico and other nations and the generally lower economic uh, forecasts. As a result, uh, IG Corporate's underperformed treasuries by 139 basis points during the month. Still, excess returns are positive, uh, 235 basis points year to date. But like I mentioned, all sectors were wider during the month.
0: So it looks like the yield on the uh, the IG index fell by four basis points to 3.61% last month. I'm assuming that trend has continued so far this month?
1: Yeah, that's right. So rates rallied pretty significantly, as you mentioned. So the 10-year Treasury note uh, declined close to 30 basis points during the month. So yes, the yield to maturity on the corporate index fell also this month by 16 basis points to close to 3.5%. The strong rallying rates uh, across the curve did drive solid total returns for the month, however. So while excess returns were negative, IG corporates delivered 143 basis points of positive total returns during the month and have generated 723 basis points of total returns during the year, which compares to 7.5% total returns for the high-yield corporate index.
0: It sounds like the return differential between IG and high-yield has compressed...
1: From a total return perspective, yes, yeah. this year.
0: Great. So, what about ratings and sector? How did corporates perform in the, into those different buckets?
1: Yeah, so it was mostly a risk off uh, environment. So, as you would expect, uh, you know, triple B slightly underperformed single A's during the month. It wasn't a pronounced outperformance, but single A's did outperform, I would say, modestly during the month. However, triple B's do continue to outperform year to date. The credit curve did steepen during the month, so front-end corporates outperformed longer-duration credit. And from a sector perspective, sectors most exposed to the increase in U.S. and and also the retaliatory China tariffs underperformed during the month. So those are metals and minings, and especially autos as, as well. Also, we saw during the month WTI oil prices fell about $10. So as a result, refiners, oil field services, independent energy also lagged. However, some sectors did outperform. Um, so, REITs benefited as they are prone to doing when uh, rates decline, and also airlines also outperformed during the month.
0: It would make sense to me that triple Bs have underperformed over the month, given the the pretty big risk-off uh, move. But I'm wondering if they've become a little more attractive as of late.
1: Yeah, I would say that uh, it seems like investors are doing a little better job at, at pricing in the risk, I would say, a little bit more appropriately. So, the average spread differential between triple Bs and single As has uh, averaged 62 basis points year to date versus 43 basis points in the first five months of 2018. So, that's a 20 basis point differential. From that standpoint, they do seem to be a little bit more. Attractive, partly this is due to the ratings migration that we've seen really over the over the last several years, and it continues so far year to date, where now the triple B market by market value is over half the overall IG market. Aside from you know some sectors such as financials and energy, the overall rating trends
0: uh, have been uh, negative. So May was another heavy supply month. Bristol Myers and IBM were responsible for a large portion of that. Could you comment on how those bonds were received given the um, backdrop in the spread market?
1: Yeah, so IBM is rated A1A by Moody's and s and And for reference, Bristol Myers is rated A2A plus by Moody's and s and Both of them came to the market to issue debt for M&A. IBM issued debt to purchase Red Hat, totaling $20 billion, and, and Bristol Myers issued uh, roughly the same amount, $19 billion to, for their purchase of Celgene Pharmaceuticals. So Bristol-Myers bonds uh, actually came with a 2 to 10 basis points of negative price concession. So those bonds did uh, pretty well versus their initial price talk. The 10-year, for reference, was issued at a spread of 105. That's trading 10 basis points tighter now in the secondary. The IBM bonds, were, which were issued a day after Bristol-Myers came to the market, were actually issued with a 5 to 10 basis points of new issue concession. The 10-year coincidentally priced at the same spread as Bristol-Myers, 105, and currently that's trading flat in the secondary market. So overall, I would say Bristol-Myers you know, bonds were definitely better received and continue to trade a little bit tighter versus the IBM bonds. Okay, so let's swap gears and talk about the securitized uh, market and how that fared during uh, the month of May. So we're first going to talk about ABS and how they had a a strong month in terms of performance during May. We're going to talk a little bit about the swap curve, finish up with a quick review in performance in the MES market.
0: For starters, let's talk about some of the drivers in ABS, which actually had a very strong month producing 15 basis points of excess returns, according to the Bloomberg Barclays US ABS Index. The sector actually saw very strong flight-to-quality flows given the AAA-rated nature of the bonds that are well protected by strong underlying borrower fundamentals and structural protections that are also built into the deals themselves. Now, the convention in the ABS market is to quote nominal spreads over the swap curve rather than the treasury curve as is convention in other sectors. So last month we did see some modest spread tightening over benchmark swaps.
1: So as I understand it, ABS had a good month, mainly because of the fact that we had a rally in rates and the swap curve um, compressed as a result.
0: That's right. So to explain a little bit about what the swap curve is, an interest rate swap is simply an exchange of a fixed rate cash flow for a floating rate cash flow. Typically, a swap begins with some sort of floating rate index, such as LIBOR, Fed funds, or the new SOFR index, which we've mentioned on this podcast in the past. The market is then able to project out and hedge future floating rate settings, mainly due to the presence of futures contracts on these floating rate indices to construct a swap curve. The swap rate can then be thought of simply as the average of those projected future floating rates. Now, you ask why is it convention in the ABS market to quote over the swap curve, and there are a few reasons. The first one is the issuers of these securities, which are typically banks or credit cards, auto lenders typically have assets that are tied to one of these floating rate indices. So from a balance sheet management perspective, it makes sense to have your assets and liabilities benchmarked to the same index. Now that's, that's sort of known as basis risk. Second, again, using historically some of the biggest investors in the space tend to hedge out their underlying interest rate exposure through the use of interest rate swaps. So the market has adopted the use of swaps as the benchmark rate in this space
1: thanks for that explanation so what happened that was notable this month in terms of swaps
0: so the two-year swap spread hit three basis points over treasuries which is actually the tightest level ever going back over 30 years Um, now there's a couple of idiosyncratic factors that drive the price action in this space but last month the most notable was strong demand from the mortgage community to receive fixed in interest rate swaps. When we have a big interest rate move lower like we did in May, mortgages lose their duration quickly. The the expectation is the holder of those mortgages will refinance their loans, and which is ultimately a prepayment to the mortgage-backed security holder. So for the investors that want to maintain or hedge their mortgage duration, they'll typically receive fixed on an interest rate swap to accomplish this goal. Now, I just want to be clear that this does not have any effect on mortgage-backed security performance. This is strictly about the hedging of mortgage duration. So if we turn back to ABS to sum it all up, ABS saw nominal spread compression versus benchmark swaps, and then the underlying swap spread also tightened versus treasuries to the tightest level on record. Um, So the combined effect was significantly tighter spreads versus treasuries in the sector, which drove ABS to be one of the better performing spread sectors in May.
1: Great. And you mentioned mortgage duration. How did mortgage-backed securities fare last month?
0: And again, this is now we're, we're switching gears into mortgage-backed securities. So while ABS did very well, MBS did not. Agency MBS lost 40 basis points of excess returns versus treasuries, which is actually the worst month we've seen since November of 2016. We had the sharp rate rally, which stoked the increasing prepayment fears, which weighed on the sector.
1: Got it. So that was the main reason for the underperformance in mortgage-backed securities is the sharp rally in rates and and investors concerned that people are going to prepay their mortgages and that kind of, like you said, weight on the sector. That's correct. Okay, great. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today on the Breckenridge Podcast. We hope you found this informative, and we hope you'll join us uh, next month.